Hi, and welcome to Pod is a Woman. I'm Eli Olsberg. And I'm Teresa Lee. And we are coming down to the pretty close to the back half of um, <clears throat> positions here. We only have, I think, like three episodes. Well, depending Except on if we count. last night. Yes, Ariana exactly. Ariana just dropped four new deluxe tracks, so. Yeah, though, I okay, so I <laughs> my only is issue with them, yeah, is that they're all essentially like two-minute interludes. Um that feel that are kind of masquerading his songs uh they're they're good uh -huh. i actually like them i listen to them a lot but literally those four songs like really just add up to like i think they're shorter than pyramids the frank ocean song if you combine them all together oh really i thought yeah, there it's was like a few, really short like there's one test drive and well whatever well this isn't yeah, even yeah, the episode yeah. we're talking about that but no i know so but still know it's, it's, we're, it's, recording it. we're recording yeah it's right after the really <laughs> and that, like i said i'm i'm grateful for it um but still it's uh kind of a i was a, just a bit surprised um, yeah but all that being said who's our guest today Teresa? oh my god i can't wait to introduce our guest today because this is a colliding of worlds means a lot to me um Ooh. she was my former sketch group or sketch partner although in new york before i moved here and i would say like you know, Eli and Mel, both of you guys have uh, I already said your name. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a proper intro. But real quick, Eli and Mel, you guys have both have uh, impact on my life. And this is the first time you're meeting on Zoom. And I'm very excited to introduce our guest, Mel Owens. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and meet you guys or meet you, Eli. Uh, yeah, nice to meet you. I can't believe you guys haven't met. It's wild. I know. Nice to meet you as well. Yeah, this is exciting that we get to be the uh, like... <clears throat> that this is like the collision of Teresa's worlds. Uh, I know. That, you, yeah. you know what I mean? I think that's I really, <clears throat> it's also cause like it, that's, was it, are you guys from like, were you two friends in New York? Is that? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we were on an improv team together and then we oh, wrote I'm so a sorry to hear that. show. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair response. Brutal, the stand-up oh, world yeah. roasts improv yet again. <laughs> well, to be uh, fair, Mel did stand-up before me, and actually, you got me into doing stand-up. Like, we, like, you know when you first start out, oh, Eli, and you're, good. like, t tagging mics with people and, like, you know, your crew? Like, that's Mel and me. We were, we were, you know, you know, doing, getting drunk and flirting at open mics is kind of what I mean by that, but. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. we were those yeah. girls. No, I mean, yeah. then we also then dropped that and got serious i shouldn't say that i'm mostly joking because people always give women shit for doing stand-up and also partying but it's like how many dudes do start stand-up because they're trying to meet girls i'm like give us a break yeah, yeah really true. and like i would i wouldn't recommend that strategy no me neither truly yeah. not yeah <laughs> so <laughs> uh so okay let's um by the way if we're just i'm gonna this is a peek behind the curtain before we get to the songs uh, I just want to make sure nobody's picking up any feedback on because uh, we're also live on Clubhouse right now. Yeah, and I just want to make sure that. that there's no feedback coming through. Teresa, do you hear anything? Do I sound good? You sound great. Okay, good. Because I, I could hear it. I, no matter how much I muted this, it like it's like really coming through on my phone. So I have to kind of move my phone away from uh, from where we're recording. Anyway, so that was a peek behind the curtain, folks. Uh, Love it. But uh, what songs are we talking about today, Teresa? We're talking about two today, songs. Today, we are talking about Nasty and uh, West Side, which both um, were skips for me, but I am coming back around. They just weren't my like tier one, you know, songs, um, but yeah, I, I, have, I don't I, not They're not bad songs. So they're not I like uh, they're not like Pharrell um, status. Oh, yeah. The, just... the Pharrell tracks. Yeah, no, they're um, well, 
I kind of feel the same way. One of them is very much growing on me. Um, hmm. But uh, I did. I was like, oh boy, we've reached that part. I knew. I knew these two episodes. <laughs> these two songs were coming. They I knew it was going to be more low key. But I mean, they're they, like like you said, they're good songs. They're just kind of uh, they're very low on the priority. They're usually part of an album listen, not like a individual listen. Mm, they're definitely not singles, and I don't think they will be. No, for sure, and uh, and that's okay. That's like that's kind of after the journey of a lot of great songs on here. I don't mind taking like a, a you know, kind of easing up on the accelerator for a little bit. But all that being said, uh, Mel tell us about your Ari fandom or if you're a fan, if you're not a fan, how you feel. I love Ari. I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm not a super fan, Um, but I always love like when her songs come on, like, you know, on my shuffle or like while I'm trying, attempting to run or something. Um, And then I really, I really respected how she handled um, what happened, the tragic events of like the concert. Mm. Um, I thought she handled that with a lot of grace and stuff yeah she's very she's been through a lot um we're curious too we asked everyone uh like sort of when did you first come into like when were you first saved uh but not really saved but you know like (laughs) ariana has had many layers of um waves of popularity so yeah when did you sort of become aware of her and then if that's different than when you first started really liking her um like yeah. sort of take us through those those moments the in journey. your life yeah and it's also okay if they're not as milestone as uh, they are for me and Eli like you would be surprised yeah. a lot some people have come on the show and been neutral some people have come on and hated her so it's more about your perspective than about you needing to like her <laughs> okay okay so my perspective Oh, well, I was obsessed with, like, the Pete Davidson saga. Yes. <laughs> um, of her, like, personal life. Like, that was mm-hmm. fascinating to me and just, like, that whole whirlwind. Um, and then I think, like, when I really started liking Ariana Grande. Grande. Grande <laughs> see, I always I say it wrong, too. said it right. I said it right? That's Great. fine. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> the level of, like, fan I am. Um <laughs> I think, do you remember that song with like Jesse J? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, of course. Bang, 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 bang. bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's like probably when I like started really liking her okay. and like looking at, seeking out her songs. And then you know, I really liked Dangerous Woman. Well, it's, it's something I want to say really quick about Bang Bang that, cause I don't think we ever really talked about that song on here. I, I think it's a, mm. it's, it's a good song but what's interesting about it is that jesse j has a good voice she has a great voice but she made the crucial mistake of putting ariana on the song (laughs) and not to mention nikki minaj at like the peak of nikki that was probably when nikki had the most like you know there she was kind of uh really front and center with rap outside of like you know drake and so uh, because the pink print i think was just about to come out and so it's funny, Jesse J. It's very smart that she started the song up top, but I also think that, like, it, you know, after she sings, Ariana comes in and starts really fucking putting her pipes. Like she, Ariana's yeah. vocals in that are unmatched almost. But I think that was before, because I remember Ariana was doing like you know like Wheel of Impressions on Fallon and things like that. But I think it, at least in my mind, it was before I really connected her to be like 
a vocal legend. You know, I, I remember thinking like she's got pipes because she was doing impressions. So I'm like, I know she has it. But the songs she was putting out weren't necessarily giving her like that full range just quite yeah. yet. Like at least not the singles. I, like I wasn't aware of her prowess. So That's, maybe Jesse yeah. J didn't know either. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's interesting because I feel like, yeah, I fe- feel like I learned about her like amazing vocals through the late night shows when she would do the mm-hmm. impression. and like I would like look them all up I think Celine Dion I was like what the fuck? yeah well I think also with with with, with that, that I guess that's what I mean too is that like Jessie J didn't she didn't you know it was obviously a good thing for everybody involved in that song because that was like one of the biggest songs of that year but it is also really funny that like you're listening to the to jesse j was this very powerful voice and you're like oh this is a very good and then suddenly ariana <laughs> shows up and it's like and then you're like even further blown back uh you know it's like that that <laughs> yeah. guy on the couch you know the uh, what's the old t- I'm this i'm dating myself with this reference the guy who sits on the couch and the speakers blow him away it looked like that what? person when Ar- you don't know what i'm talking about no. like when the sound goes on and it's yeah like yeah so, like, yeah and it blows yeah. him away yeah i think it was I, it was for a cas- cassettes that just gives you the idea oh, of my age man. for a brand called uh maxel or maxel uh and it's a very famous logo i think if you, i'll show it oh, to you okay. Teresa. you probably know I, I i did nobody any favors by using that reference that's all i'll say i love that eli is like a big <laughs> like film buff in a not in a film buff like and like in a truly you're a fan and you know obscure films but now I feel like we've leveled up to obscure commercials and wow <laughs> I feel really? honored we've entered another layer of your psyche yeah exactly um so uh let's see Mel here. have you listened to any of positions besides the single like the album I mean I know yeah. nowadays it's so much easier with Spotify like I don't really buy albums necessarily unless it's like yeah like I buy think, a concert ticket or something but yeah I don't really buy albums like the whole albums I just do the singles so I've only listened to the singles mm. until today when oh I okay oh or so like was this your hits was this, this is my first, first time listening <clears throat> these to these two to both of these songs okay yeah. oh that'll be interesting oh, okay. because uh, because these songs for us we've obviously listened to them like a thousand times and we have more <laughs> like I, I'm very curious specifically with these two songs because they have such a like we both Teresa and I had said at the beginning we're not as like these songs don't pop for us the way that a lot of the other ones do mm-hmm. so I'm really curious as to like what uh like what they do for somebody who's just kind of being initiated into all of this <laughs> well to be fair I haven't listened to nasty a lot in fact I almost want to like play it, would it be weird to play just a little clip because even for the people on clubhouse but just so i can like quickly because i like listen to it when it came out and then i've listened to it but i i feel like i it's one that for me is fine but it's really hard for me to wrap my head around if that makes sense like sometimes there's just songs like uh, that you I'll, know what i mean well okay so go ahead and play it because i'll tell you that might actually reveal what my problem is with the song so oh, I'm, okay I'm okay we're gonna this. play yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little Go a little it. taste. Westside, I've heard a lot more. My, like, I feel like that one comes on. Like, it's like not, I don't know. That one I hear, like, on just, it's not a single, but where do I hear it? I feel like it's like a grocery store song or something. I heard <laughs> no, it. it's not. It's not? Like, I feel like Westside, or maybe, like, my sister's mm-hmm. definitely played it on her, like, live streams. It's one where I'm like, oh, that's Ariana's voice. It's not one of my favorite songs, but I recognize it. Okay, right, here's Nasty. Right. Oh, actually, can you guys hear it? Because it's coming from my computer. No, I just realized oh, I Zoom's not going to. I can share oh. sound. Oh, I know how to do this. You have to, you know, if this is too hard, it's fine, but let me quickly see if I can share my sound. Will you, can you let, 
can you? I'll tell you host? when it's coming through. It's can not right now. We got we got nothing. Well, it's like it's because I made you a host. Can you also make me a co-host, or it doesn't make sense? No. No, I, I have no idea that that I wasn't prepared. Right. Sorry. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, oh oh oh! I just okay. Wait, I made you a host. Yes. There we go. Okay, now you're the host. Oh wait, does that? Oh no, we fuck. can both be hosts. Did it ruin it? It says Teresa's the host now. Can you tell me if I'm the host now? Because uh, we're, I'm recording. I just want to make sure it still comes out. It's still recording. Oh, okay, good. It says recording. I'll, I'll great, move great. it back to you, but it should. Okay, here we go. So this should be the sound. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? No. No. Okay. Well, then I. All right. Yeah. That's that's because I I really I don't want to edit this. So. <laughs> let's yeah. Just fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. We know okay, it. Okay. So. Okay. Um, you're the host again. Yeah. Um, allow me to apologize <laughs> for derailing this conversation. No problem. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what my problem is with the song, which is just that um, I uh, it sound it's basically like if thirty four thirty five already exists on this album, so all she's doing is making like a sensual version of that song with this. <laughs> that that's what nasty sounds like to me. Mel, I don't know if you've heard thirty four thirty five. It's one of the bigger singles on the album. Um, but if you listen to it on the radio, it's almost, or if you've heard it in any way, that's not like at home where it's, it's not <laughs> censored. It's almost like an entirely different song because it's a, it's basically an entire song about 69ing and all this dirty sex stuff. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then this version <laughs> is kind of like, oh, what if the grownups took over 34, 35 and started talking about sex? You know what I mean? Like it has this very, um, if it, the best here, I'll actually do it easier. If 3435 is porn, this is Cinemax. That's what it sounds well, like. Well, okay. That <laughs> I don't even think okay, first of all, I, I disagree with that because it doesn't I know like she's it's called nasty and there's like the lyrics might talk about that, but it doesn't have that vibe. Like 3435 has a horny vibe. This one, like with the whistle tones come in, love it. It reminds me of like early Christina, like 90s. Like yeah, it's such a say, like yeah. R yeah, it's like the you know, um, she has a bunch on Genie in a bottle that that album like towards the end like not singles mm -hmm. like when it's like not when you put your hands on me that's a that's honestly i'll have to say <laughs> when you put your hands on me walk so that ariana's 34 35 could run but um <laughs> okay. if you guys don't remember that song go back and listen to it but she has songs like like obvious like those kind of like sweet yeah. which is also a name of an ari song those sort of sweet like where she's just kind of in her little high range this reminds me of that and I also think because Janet Jackson has such a good song named Nasty, like it's just so hard for me to like, this one doesn't supersede that one. So it just kind of like is a swipe left for me. Well, here's why I disagree. Also, I'm gonna have to disagree with the part where you're like, it, this doesn't have that vibe because she literally says the word pussy in it. Like there's no, there's no but it's just like the, ambiguity. It's the background beat. It's so to me, 90s like feeling like, yes, the word which is, which is a Cinemax but... staple. The 90s was when Cinemax was all about <laughs> Maybe the Maybe it went over my stuff. head. Like when I, I listened to it too close, it went over my head when he was singing about his boner. So the f feeling I get is just being a kid with my cassette and like kind of like shaking my butt but in a wholesome way that's like i can't get out of that like being 10 years old feeling all right you know? mel you're the tiebreaker on this one i think this song is disgustingly <laughs> horny she thinks it's somehow innocent what's your take and so what do you think about the song in general by the way so the beginning of it gave me very much um feeling of um mariah carey's like emotions yeah Ooh, that's i love that song like Ooh. that like and then mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I was feeling like very like poppy, upbeat, but then I like listened to it a second time and listened to like the lyrics more. 
and mm-hmm. I was like oh okay like it was like it was definitely more like WAP leaning like, <laughs> for sure like I was like okay this but... is a good way to satisfy both parents with the answer <laughs> I know. interesting yes you know because now like, when you, I you, like I would like, li- like yeah oh, like, I, I, I was just gonna say I was just gonna say you're like it's like Mariah Carey meets WAP and that's uh that's ah, all we can that ask is, for and we're both yeah. like I did um, have Rainbow, by the way. I owned that album. Oh, so you know what? That album. I yeah. I think that because it's like I'm looking at the lyrics now, and, and like even the pussy line, I'm like, it. You know what it is? It is. It is a. Um, it's an internal horniness, which I do love. Like I champion this on Twitter all the time, which is like, just because I'm horny doesn't mean it's for you. That's what it feels like. It feels like she's writing in her diary. Like it's like it's like if tonight from West Side Story was had their word pussy in it where she's just like tonight i'm gonna get nasty but it's not like ooh for you it's like <laughs> for me and it's so fun and i love sex it's like very I much like that, you're brushing I like her that, hair you know <laughs> i like that you're like you're like eli's eli's uh, always makes these references about film and and now it's commercials <laughs> and then you're like here's a reference of a fucking 50 year old musical movie that's also a broadway well, show it's just no, a it's very re- a relatable feeling that tonight when you know she's getting excited to see her man but it's about or you know they're all excited for whatever the rumble but but it's yeah it's like when you can't wait to and you're like i'm gonna get nasty it's gonna be fun but you're not like i'm gonna do this for you i'm gonna dance for you like it's a yeah yeah it's a it's an internal uh sexiness and i guess that maybe that is where my norm is so maybe it, it does nothing for me but i now that we're talking about it, I'm glad she's putting that out there because for people who do maybe shame women for that, I'm happy that she's just like normalizing it. So does that make yeah. sense? Like, I think this is where yeah. I start from in my life. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, you got to just do you, but also like give when you can. Like this is zero for me. And also, <laughs> I, I, like, oh no, go oh, ahead. Go ahead, Mel. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I feel like for me even like, I don't think we grew up with like, or we did, but like, I think it's more talked about now about like women taking the control back of like how they're talked about in music and pop culture Mm -hmm. and like saying like how they want sex to be. And like, I feel like my like, you know, view of sex was definitely Mm -hmm. shaped by listening to like men, like consciously or subconsciously talk about it in popular songs. Right. And so I feel like this is kind of like a cool, I don't know. I just think it's like nice that like, oh, hey, we're here too. And we have like a say in like how we want to have sex. Yeah. Okay. You guys are kind of winning me over with this because I'm realizing my (laughs) blind spot. Well, it's true. I think I have my ego is in the way, which is like, oh, everyone starts from where I am. But I'm like, that's not true. Right. We all start from different places. So now I'm realizing the like negative space of like, I think for me being like maybe for in other you know, straight guys' eyes being radical. My zero is, uh, yeah, think about right. sex when you're alone and brush your hair and look pretty. And then when you're performing, you put on more of like a little bit more male gazy because it's fun too. So I See, think yeah. that this yeah, to me, so I, yeah, it, it, this to me just reminds me of um, the best example I could think. I was I was like going through my head trying to catalog what's a great like '90s R&B song that is an example of this. This is basically to me a dirtier version of "Red Light Special" by TLC. Oh yeah, which is yeah. which is song which is a song that's a lot more that's way more sensual, way more sensual, and I think has way it's it's endured for a reason. Whereas this one, I don't think has that has that endurance level, but it does have the that kind of similar vibe. Oh, the only difference is 
she didn't she clearly did not make the song for the radio whereas like <laughs> you know red light special really there's nothing on it that needs to be censored out and so mm. um i think that's kind of the difference but it, it has that that's the vibe i get out of this song i'm curious eli from your perspective what because mm -hmm. i i read it all and i see the vibe like of what she's saying but it doesn't feel dirty to me like on a granular level are there specific lines that feel like they make they push it over into dirty or like sort of like horny for you like like is there besides the word pussy um um you know what let me uh pull up the lyrics again i just i just had closed that closed that page but um what i'll say is that i i think that um at first I didn't think so. Cause I remember when I first listened to it, I'm like, what the fuck is like, what is she talking about? And not in a bad way, just kind of like, okay, here we go. So here are the lyrics, but um, well, cause at the beginning she's like, she, she has that weird little voice thing where she's like, she's like laughing and this, then go, goes this bitch gonna make me. And I'm like, what, what this bitch is gonna make her what? Like who's she, um, this is a song about wanting to fuck, fuck, wait, what'd you say? Come, no what? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Maybe it is that, but like I think she's talking about herself, though. I feel like she's like, I'm so excited. Like I think it's like you know when you're just so excited, you're like, yeah, but I'm why I have fun in sex. You're like, yeah, I'm why I am having fun. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Or, yeah. Right, right. Well, it's where she says <laughs> like, here. Hold on, I, I got one. So, it's there's a <clears throat> there's a part during the bridge where she's like, uh, get all the homies to bounce, switch from the bed to the couch um and get to know how i'm feeling inside so much conversation words so sweet been so well been so well behaved but boy i'm weak uh yeah my body's got to say something to you that's one way to uh to tell i speak the truth i mean that is full on hmm. like like that's a that's the tongue emoji as a song <laughs> yeah but there's something so this is where i think i realized okay this is definitely a me thing not a i'm not arguing with you because i'm realizing where i have like this is like my ego mm -hmm. or whatever, but I'm realizing now because I don't think that and I'm realizing why is when I hear that it sounds like a very sweet way to because it feels like she's talking to a partner like even the little bits like it's let me love you is way hornier than this. This right. one to me, even though she says pussy and talks about inside sounds like she's right. like just loving up on her boyfriend and I think it's this wholesome energy of like love and respect that I hear in it that makes me feel like it's just like oh cute it's cute but here's where i realize that i have a blind spot is that i think i probably and like people get annoyed at me for putting my butt on instagram so i probably have less shame about <laughs> expressing things than some men think i should and maybe to me when i hear cute it's because i think it is cute but i think to some people who aren't around like you know, vocal women like this, it might feel threatening because they, it might feel like they're switching their perspective of what they expect. If that makes sense. Right, right. Yeah, no, it does. Totally does. Um, I think that, um, <laughs> I don't know, I guess for me, because of the kind of um, like what I listen to and how I, you know, like, it, like I said, like it really is hot off of, um, oh, excuse me. It, it's like hot off of 34, 35. So, and not only that, a couple other songs that are like clearly very, very horny on the album. But 34, so, 35 is like get like do drugs or get drunk and have sex. This one. OK, this is my best. And the last thing I'll say to contest. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, what, what? this song, <laughs> this song feels like you're sober and you're wearing a T-shirt and your hair is down and you're like, I can't wait to fuck you, baby. But you're like, 
not putting on the makeup, not the lingerie. You're not, you're just like, I love your dick, but also like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Hey, can, can we order Thai food? Like, it's like, that's the vibe that I get, which I oh. think is why it doesn't feel horny, you know? Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's the difference of sensual and sexual though. I would argue yeah. too. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, cause it's uh, <clears throat> when you're trying to be sensual, that could just be like as innocuous as making out or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. like, like, like just cuddling. But then it could also escalate into more. I mean, I think the umbrella for it's a lot bigger. But like you said, I think the the kind of like low, slow energy of the song, it, it kind of serves as like kind of like a trick for that. Not a trick, but, you know, mm -hmm. it kind of puts your brain in that position. I'm <laughs> no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do well, you know what? Let's go over because we're already going through the lyrics. We might as well just yeah. go into the credits and all the lyrics about it. So, Mel, I don't know if Teresa told you what we do is we um, <laughs> we we go through genius.com and go through all the lyrics and the genius annotations and because they are some real gems. So I hope you're ready oh, for some real yes. breakdowns. Oh uh, so God. the first. So before we get into that, though, we'll just get the credits of the song really quick. It was, of course, written by Ariana Grande with her very close friend, Victoria Monet, uh, also co-written with Tommy Brown, um, Travis Sales, Leon Thomas III, Christopher Riddick Tynes. Those two are a, produce, a production team called The Rascals and Dylan Nami Texera. And this was produced by Tommy Brown, The Rascals, Nami and uh, Travis Sales as well. So first lyric we got is no more playing safe let's take it all the way and the very long annotation for this very very short sentence is um taking a relationship all the way is a euphemism for having sex oh my grande, god grande does not care anymore and she sings no more playing safe because even though there's a risk of getting close to someone she cannot help her attraction to her partner the line is also reminiscent, reminiscent, excuse me, of the sexual innuendo from Touch It, a song from Grande's third studio album, Dangerous Woman, though now she just addresses it in a more mature and confident manner. I think that's actually fair. Wait, the going all the way in a relationship is sex? I've always thought it meant getting married. No, oh my God, wait, really? No, not like, I don't think in this context, but when people say, let's take it to the next level, I think it means like kind of being pinned or moving in because well, a wait, lot of people have take sex it to on the, the next level date. taking it to the next level and going all the way are two totally different things taking it to the going next all level, the way but let's take it all the way feels to me like there's an emotional because i don't know so i mean it's like people do people still really wait to have sex that much anymore in dating no but what i mean is nobody i've never heard a conversation where people go oh they're going all the way as a reference to marriage if you're going to go all oh, the way oh yeah but i mean if i to... said let's take it all the way like i think there's a feeling of like oh i was just fucking around before but now i'm actually vulnerable and liking you which i don't think is just the sex i think it's like now i'm opening up and like catching Ooh, feelings. wait i i got it i know what that mean what she means by that is it it's let's not just fuck anymore let's make love mm, that's oh, what she means see this is why i don't think it's horny that sounds like such yeah there's just like <laughs> And like in the very beginning, I just saw this because I'm on the site now, like this bitch gonna yeah. make me as the intro mm -hmm. that almost seems like a love letter, like she's mm -hmm. the bitch, you know, to like herself yeah. or something. Yeah, oh, that's you're sweet. right. It's so sweet. See, it's not horny. Um, so uh oh, by the way, you know, I I uh I think that like when it you know what? I was going to tell Teresa to say something that had nothing to do with the podcast. So I'll just save it for after the pod. I apologize <laughs> okay. for that wild detour I was about to take. Wow, wow, um, wow. 
Yeah, that was crazy. Well, it's something, Teresa, you're really going to love. So, um, but unfortunately. Can't wait. The, Thanks for the teaser. The, yeah. Thanks for the um, verbal foreplay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to so read the next. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Please do. Yeah, yeah. I was going to okay, say, please the read the next, next line. The next line says, don't want to wait on it tonight. I want to get nasty. Yeah, yeah. What you waiting for? What you waiting for? And Junior says, the chorus perfectly captures Ariana's constant theme on this album, sex. <laughs> Ariana's, I, why I want to respond to that, but let me read the whole thing. Okay. Ariana's direct with her lover, telling him that she wants him and expressing her need towards him. Throughout the whole album, Ari has lines that vividly show her some same cravings as expressed in, you know, 34, 35, blah, blah, blah. I think this is such a minimalist view of this album. Like I would say so many other themes come up like grief, healing, self-actualization, self-love. Sex is like maybe number 10 on that. So like, I it's can not I, a theme. Is sex a theme? I, I think sex can be a theme because I think that um that it's a specific type of it is a type of liberation. It's what Mel was saying before. I think that um mm. there is kind of a liberation of how women are singing about sex now, especially in a post WAP world. Um <laughs> and wow. I, think, I, think I can't that, wait till we use that instead of BC and AD, we're just like pre WAP. Pre WAP, post WAP, yep. Uh <laughs> pre WAP building. Yeah. WAP. Um uh, well, it would be, so it would be uh, BWAP or um, AWAP. That's how it's before oh, yeah, WAP, yeah, yeah. after WAP. B uh, because if you put yeah, if you put P and P, it's going to confuse people. So wow, um, attention all teachers. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Not that you guys have a mess going on right now. But. Up, update <laughs> update your Bibles. This is the Old and New <laughs> Testament now, folks. Yes, um, welcome. What I, what I, what I want to say though is that uh, to just to what you're talking about, Teresa, I do think sex is at the top of the list for this album, but I do think that's part of self actualization for her, and sure. she's obviously. Uh, has made it well known time and time again that that she enjoys expressing her sexuality through song rather than um, you know it's probably she's probably the artist that most like expresses it strictly through song even though she I mean mm -hmm. that's not to take away from her her visuals and how she dresses up and stuff but I do think there's more of um, you know when she dresses up there's more calculation to it in terms of like you know she's not doing yeah. like photo shoots where she's like you know even though in like god is a woman she's like yeah. strictly in face paint but i do think that mm -hmm. it's it's quite the form of expression for her on this album and i think that uh so i i do think it makes kind of the top of the list and and it informs mm. all of those other things you're talking about in terms of self-actualization i never realized that till you said it but i it's very that's very interesting the the wardrobe because I would add on to that and say, I think what it is, is it's not the male gaze. Like she's not doing like a lingerie sh right. shoots, you know, but she's very sexy and there's no argument about that. But I think what it is, is she wears what she makes her feel sexy. And sometimes it is like, you know, it is kind of, you know, rabbit ears or whatever. I would say that's pretty kinky, but it's not in a way that's like, hey, you got to jerk off. It's just like, hi, this makes me feel hot. And you know, I'm hot. Like it's so right, right like yeah. non-binary it's like a it's very much i wanted to say queer but she's not queer but it's that it's not actually queer like but it's just that so much of straight culture is about erasing the female voice sometimes that it feels like queer culture is all about just taking it back but i really think it's more just being authentic like she's being fully herself like a woman who's talented and smart and sexual without being like here's my sexual self here's my innocent self she's like here's right. me and it's sexual yeah. and innocent and you're like yeah. what like it's and like, i think yeah. yeah i mean i don't i obviously just recently watched the britney doc 
And, you know, that's what fucked so much up for these like poor young women. They like of that era, like it was just so convoluted, you know, it was like, Oh yeah. I can't be one or the other. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I I keep thinking about like, um, uh, how it, and, and how they tried to shape the narrative on certain girls who didn't, uh, cause I, the, the one I think of the most is like a great example is Ashley Simpson, because yeah. there's there's two, there's you either had two directions that pop went you either went try to go the Britney yeah. route or you went the uh this like Avril, post- <laughs> Avril route yeah, yeah. exactly because there yeah. there wasn't just her I mean they tried to like they tried to do this with Fifi Dobson um mm. they tried to do it with uh there was a, a what's her name Sky Sweetenham uh there's a bunch of these artists that never fully popped but if you grew up around that time you could almost if you hear the song it'll kind of you know jog your memory um. And yeah. it's kind of crazy because it, it, that that other narrative, if you went the Avril way about it, it was almost like desexualizing yourself, almost yeah, to like a what the yeah. uh, almost That's to like so a non entity, like where where like sexuality yeah. Yeah. isn't even allowed um, because you're just you're too busy being too punk or something. And yeah, you're like too, you're too hard for it or something. Yeah, which That's is funny so crazy because, because the people. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think it's. I, I always thought that was funny because punk kind of was already over when it hit the mainstream that's always been the Mm -hmm. paradox of punk and so uh and it's always had a problem a punk there was like way back then it was already being written about as being like racist and misogynist and like even pop punk which which became a big market that was towards females was Mm. still had a lot of misogyny built into it um in terms of its lyrics and it's 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 you know especially in that same period as the which i thought was so funny because they had i don't know if you remember this but but pop punk when it really hit its kind of like high point they made a series of albums called um punk goes pop and they were all covers of pop songs <laughs> and so it was very funny that it was like almost the antithesis of that culture and it was this cute thing that they would cover these popular songs and um a, a few of those albums actually were good but uh like early huh. on but then who they really got real shitty real fast um, well yeah. you know it's interesting because you saying that really like took me through a time warp because when I think about how boy bands are designed to like, you know, be like play up to girls, right? Like a lot of the girl fans and they're supposed to be like these sex symbols, but they're also like a little bit neutered. But when you think about pop punk that they really were more of my sexual awakening, like, you know, watching like Blink-182 or just all the kind of punk skater boys. Like I feel like a lot of my generation can relate to being like all skater boys, but they don't sing about sex like that. They sing about feelings and I think feelings and then plus cute boy is what makes us horny. And then when you look at the idea of like Avril, like people in real life, like the girls at school who were really into like wearing ties and plaid skirts and hot topic, they were way more sexual and advanced. And they Mm -hmm. were the ones who like were like, you know, Avril maybe, but like way more into just true punk and hardcore stuff. And you're right. The music itself felt neutered, but if but it always felt like there was a lot of sexual energy around those girls. You know what? So it depends on strange. Who, it, what, what's interesting about it is that um, I kind of lost it. Like for for me, I was um, I'm old enough that that pop punk for me was mostly in the late 90s, early 2000s part of it. That mm. That's the part I really caught on to when I kind of started losing interest in it. Um, it s- did start to get 
more hypersexualized in the lyrics in a way that was really gross. I, I won't I don't want to like put any bands on blast or anything. I don't because I feel like that's a much <laughs> longer discussion. But my point is like the lyrics did get a lot more like beyond being like just like oh, sad okay. breakup songs where it got more like about songs about blowjobs or you know references ah. about a girl sleeping around. Actually, that's even third eye blind. That's not of the pop punk right I listen to. <laughs> oh, third eye blind is not pop punk. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> But I mean, uh, that era was like, because I, I wasn't really in the punk scene, so I would get the bleed yeah. over that actually made it to pop that was like considered punk, like Simple Plan, Sum 41. Yeah, or but, like you know, Yellow Card. Yeah, but those were to us like the cute boys that made us feel things, but they, they were, were like the uh, Seth Cohen's, you know? The, yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> the, like, he's like, he'll know about comic books and never treat me wrong. Which is also why, by the way, if you, look, if, you, if you watch during that period, the the few <coughs> excuse me the few pop punk bands with female fronted singers or female members that was almost that that became the selling point you know what i mean mm, like e I and even if you go outside of it look at like look at like hard rock like evanescence was the only band in the early 2000s oh, that had this female singer and yeah. you know that was like the well, obviously uh, and, well yeah paramore obviously uh -huh. was, was the, that was the biggest example for pop punk i was gonna give but like uh -huh. in terms of uh in terms of even uh, it, it, okay you know what let's even back it up more like no doubt like at the time they, they yeah. literally had to make a music video about how it all became about gwen stefani nobody had any interest <laughs> in the other guys if you remember the don't speak music video was literally like oh, a, 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 a kind of a meta commentary on what they were going through and and how it almost destroyed their band and so um, yeah i didn't even realize that i was subject to that 90s binary thinking because i honestly were like there's boy bands and there's girl bands and when there were mixed yeah, ones i was so confused i just was confused i was like who is this for like like now i'm like oh that's for sure just like a product of the teaching like i don't really believe that at all but as a kid i I literally couldn't see past that because that's what was marketed yeah. to us. Well, yeah, well, and it was like, yeah, it was sold so heavily to yeah. us. And, yeah. and also the way feminism was sold back then was also very, well, it was not sold. Vice Girls, Girl Power. Uh, but see, that's not, that's not yeah. even, there, there's, so there's this book that came out in the, in the mid 2000s mm. called Female, Sh Female Chauvinist Pigs. Um, I think it's by Ariel mm. Levy about how the culture of feminism for a, as a means of liberation was a trick like specifically playboy you know a lot of um a lot of uh, women who, who modeled yeah. for playboy at the mm -hmm. time would always be like i feel so free doing this <laughs> whereas now if you talk to i i forget who i want to say it was uh ricky lindholm from garfunkel and oats i think i heard her say in an interview once that she did like a nude scene because she wanted she she felt like she's like, oh, it's living documentation of what I looked like at that point in my life. And I think that's that's such an honest answer to me. And I think also a beautiful answer yeah. versus like being like, oh, I, I posed for Playboy. It's not yeah. every, not anybody can do this. And I felt, not. and again, I don't want to take away from anyone who did do it. And it was like, uh, uh, if it really liberating. truly was liberating, but it, it is that book. And I don't know how much yeah. that book would hold up now. I just remember reading it like maybe around mm. 2010, 2011 and how um how that it was like this period even like working at hooters kind of mm. turned women against each other as servers or you know anything yeah, like damn. that and so yeah so, it wasn't uh, very competitive yeah right that's why you gotta normalize normalize uh femme group chats where you just send each other nudes and hype it up 
I'm not in one, but I think this would actually change. Like <laughs> I, I've heard of I, other I people doing this because it's actually, I do understand that feeling of wanting to like get the validation show off, but it's not from men. It is truly just to be like, I feel good today. And yeah. it's like, you know what, when that, when <laughs> I think they do exist, a lot of people I know have mentioned them, but I feel like that's when, what men in the nineties were afraid of is like, Oh, they're going to figure out how to just be hot and like not let us be a part Not of need that. our validation. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even give men that much credit. I wouldn't even give them that much credit. It's not that they, I don't even think men thought of it as that in that's yeah. It's too much credit. Cause that's like when that's suggesting yeah. there was complex thought to it. What I'm getting at oh, is that, that they understood. back yeah, then, they uh, even then just to see it, it's, it's, it's confronting a new thing that they haven't had to confront in terms of insecurity. Yeah. So seeing yeah. someone very liberated, the only way to, I mean, look at what happened to the Dixie chicks. I mean, they spoke mm. on politics, yeah. but you better yeah. believe people went after their gender as part yeah. of that. You know what I mean? There's a great documentary about, yeah. about that, by the way, I think it's called shut up and sing, um, uh, specifically Ugh, about the Dixie chicks. And that was like the, the, and they were the biggest star. They were like, they sold out arenas far and wide until that yeah. happened and then it literally mm. was like looking it, it, it teresa you'll like this it's like looking at a stock that's going through the roof and then it just uh, crashes yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> well it shows you the how much it's still at the um control of yeah that wasn't even opinion. 20 years ago that's yeah. what's insane yeah. about it um well yeah. here's the last lyric from yeah. from oh Nasty yeah I, like that I, oh, yeah. I, I love this lyric so i that's why i did want to say it before we kind of close this song up and go to west side which is that she mm -hmm. says you're like a whole constellation and uh the genius annotation is grande used astronomical imagery in relation to her lovers in february 2019's nasa where she talked <laughs> about a need to distance herself from relationships on her August 2018 track, Pete Davidson, she drew a parallel between astronomy and romance saying, no better place or time, look how they align, universe must have my back, fell from the sky into my lap. And also in May 2019, <laughs> Grande got to visit the Johnson Space Center and she wow. tweeted about it. I mean, talk about a brand partnership. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I love, this line, you know how I feel about space. It's only gotten stronger every day since the quarantine. For I honestly didn't realize how much I space was calling to me till the algorithm of dating apps sent me to spacemen. <laughs> like my boyfriend is a rocket engineer, and then like when he wasn't locking it down and wasn't wait, like a rocket field. engineer, like a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Engineer. And when he wasn't locking it down and was playing the field, and we were openly doing that, I was like, I guess like I'm a one person woman but i was like yeah fine i'll try because it was early and then hinge sent me literally another nasa scientist from jpl um and i was like i think that the algorithm's trying to tell me something and it was <laughs> i was right i've been like so i don't know what it is but so drawn to space since quarantine happened and i've been like really into looking at the stars like really into like looking up sort of the way not just astrology but how they feed into like decade like eras and like whole entire civilizations so mm -hmm. when i hear this on ari's track this is another reason i don't find this a horny song i find this an enlightened self uh reflective song because <laughs> this is how i feel at home i'm like the stars we're light we're made of light and infinity is also one that's how i feel I don't know, man. Being horny is being in space. That's what I always say. I'm just yes, <laughs> but if you could have unlimited orgasms, that's basically like a star because you're just constantly shining in two places at once. So. <laughs> 
Well, Teresa, on that note, can you let's take let's yeah, take let's go to the ship. next one. Let's take this ship to the west side. The west side. <laughs> um, All right, so west side. why don't you give us the credits? Yeah, West Side was written by Ariana Grande, Tommy Brown, Victoria Monet, Xavier Zavi Herrera, and Anmar Junedi. I don't know if I said that right. Or Amar Hunedi. I don't know. Yeah, one of those two. Oh, Hunedi. It's okay. tough to say. Produced by a... Tommy, Zavi, and Hunedi. Or Junedi. Yeah, one of the two. We don't Junedi. know. The mysteries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 10th track of our 2020 studio album, Positions. The song is centered around the idea of being picky with their love. Ariana is demand demanding in an enticing way on this track. Can I just say, one thing I do want to say about this track <laughs> is that it, that's such a hilarious, like, that's how, to me, uninteresting <laughs> the song is, that the, they're like, she's just demanding but being enticing about it, that's what this song's about. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, I, I also, when I see the word West Side, I obviously think of having to go to the West Side and in, in LA, that's not <laughs> sexy. Like romantic. in an LA sense? Oh my yeah, God. LA, I truly- I thought like, of it I'm in a like, New York sense at first. I did too, yeah. That's funny. I know to me, I'm like, there is no fucking way I'm going West of the 405. I don't care how oh romantic it sounds. No way. But there's Malibu, what about Malibu, the sunset? It's fine to enjoy it. Someone else can have enjoy it. Have you never wanted Me, to drive spontaneously to the sunset and then realize how shitty that idea was when you're stuck in two hours? Yeah, deck? exactly. Like while the sun's just <laughs> fucking pointing in your face while you're stuck on near the Palisades, uh, it's just a nightmare. Um, um, uh, go ahead. I, well, I, I like this one better than Nasty, and I think oh. I think it's because I connected it to New York. Honestly, I didn't even realize that until you said that that I have two connotations. Like, yeah, I fucking hate going to the West Side here. But when I have gone to the West Side for special people who, you know, you know, the special birthday of someone I actually really like or whatever, like, I'll go. Like, and then you <laughs> end up at, like, Bungalow or whatever. And you're like, fuck this. But I've always had fun because I'm there with – I only choose to go for people I like. So then I do enjoy it. So the West Side has always had a nice um, sort of, I don't know, a party feeling for me. Because even in New York, I only live on the West Side for – half a year and every so but then it's also where all the clubs are it's where all the like sort of like fancy shit is yeah. and i definitely have a lot of memories of like you know fun like finding you know going out going meeting up with randos but like in a fun way where they take you out and you're like bar hopping that's or funny even I, ucb ucb is on the west side and you're, you're going to mcmanus whatever like there's fun yeah. associated with it is is Chelsea considered the West Side? UCB was yeah. That's the West Side. I oh, I didn't so. know that. I I because I I just remember. I I obviously I started in LA in terms of stand up, but I would go to New York, and that was the first time I did a I did a show at, in the Upper West Side, and I remember it was at like five o'clock, and I was like, who the fuck's gonna come to a five o'clock show? <laughs> and I realized that in New York, absolutely people will come out to a show at five o'clock, and like in LA if it shows up yeah five, if it's at a bar people it, will come because people go are at bars all the time yeah people are looking for a reason yeah oh this is just at a <laughs> no it was at a comedy I think it was stand-up New York uh oh stand-up New York's uh, great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, I was yeah, it was like jam-packed and I was like what the fuck I was like oh great and uh yeah. and then I left and oh. it was still broad daylight and I had a good set <laughs> I'm like yeah, hey, hey that's a that's fun awesome. place to do comedy it's so it fun really I mean I it's like so shitty for many reasons but it's so fun to do comedy there I didn't think of like that here like yeah a five o'clock show just wouldn't happen because of traffic <laughs> right no, right exactly yeah and no, even on a, even on a weekend if it happens it's it's like a different vibe i i've done shows here that but they're like specially billed as being like an intentionally early show and there's like some mm. draw to that it can't it can't Gosh, just be yeah. a five o'clock show to be a five o'clock show you've got to yeah. have 
like uh, and i don't even remember what the qualifier was at the time but i did people with babies probably yeah and and they but you know it's some something where people were like oh okay i'm coming out for this show i normally don't go to comedy shows at five but this selling point was there which is funny because anywhere else in the country nobody even thinks about these things in these terms you know what i mean (laughs) like you're anywhere else because i I mean in fort lauderdale to me where that's where i grew up at five o'clock i'm just like all right what am i doing later tonight and you know uh whereas in la i'm like it's time for a nap well if there's a show anywhere else usually that's not a big city you're just like that's the time to show that and i'll go because they don't happen that much that's true well i also will add on in defense not in defense uh to pile on the opposite of in defense of la i do love la (laughs) i don't want to move but i I have to say it's not just a place that doesn't come out early. If you have a show past 11, nobody will go either. So it's like, right. it kind of sucks on both ends. Like you can only oh, really have like a seven or 8 PM show. People are like, I like my mansion. I'm going home. Like, you're so like, like okay. <laughs> our, open, our open mic, like a thing. Oh, you know, like this, the That's sad um, starving artists of like us will still go to a 3 PM mic at like whatever cafe got on it, Melrose or whatever, it, but like. It taste toast cafe but um but but even even <laughs> 5 p even 5 p.m mics are like a special breed because i remember when i started doing it's the, it's the unemployed actors who right are- yeah yeah because because yeah it's only a certain type of yeah you're either unemployed or you 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 work you know a certain odd hours and that's like when you're free but um even because there are afternoon mics that have followings here and there that pop up throughout the year mm. but i i mean I remember on Fridays and Saturdays, there were 6 p.m. mics. That was the earliest it would get going. Anything earlier than that, you really had to go because you just you, you had the bug that much that you needed to go like get up and do stand up. People don't do late ones. The latest one people would do really was the improv mic. And that's just to try to get booked. And it's like that was brutal. And in what, New time, York, was that? It's what like time was that at? 11 Sorry. or 10. Okay, you had to so- sign up at 1030. So when I, so I started here a few years, I think before you moved here and there was a period where that was possible on Fridays and Saturdays here and there, not super oh, the often. Westside Mike too, Westside. M- M- yeah, Westside Mike. And then also there was a, a place called uh, Bruco, Westwood Brewing Company that no longer exists. That had a few late mics and they were all very good because it's, it's by UCLA. So kids would just come and hang out. Uh-huh. I did a show once at like 11 o'clock on a Tuesday at I think the improv space or something there. And it was jam-packed because oh. it's just a bunch of kids who, you know, like wanted yeah. to watch yeah. stand-up cool. for just free. Looking for something. And not only that, they're there to laugh. That's much better than like cynical fucking 30-year-olds at a, <laughs> at a at anywhere else. Um, yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's because okay. we're running short on time here. Yeah, yeah. Go let's go lyrics. into this first lyric, which I already uh, like. I like this. Yes, lyric. I knew you were gonna love it. So why don't you read it for us? I'll bring the light right back. Ooh, I mean, if you guys need proof that we are made of light, this says this is a nod to Ariana's <laughs> song, "The Light Is Coming," which also the light is coming, like in more ways than one. I Mel, I I told you like this, but I have been when I was on acid I was able to come looking at light um from her fourth album sweetener the light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole so okay I'll bring the light right back I feel that this is further proof that me and Ariana are aligned in some way because it's like she's not just thinking about she's thinking about going like she's talking about geography right west side like so physically she's acknowledging she has a body but she's 
also acknowledging that we're made of light and we're everywhere at once, which is the beauty of being human because we understand that at one point we were just light and now we're humans, but we don't yes. need to feel trapped by our body. At one point we wanted so desperately to experience consciousness through a body. And that I think is what Ariana is getting at because why would you make a song about geography and then also sing about how you're light? Well, <laughs> I see it more as like, a, um, I, I agree with that actually, but I also think that she... <laughs> Um, I don't know why I had to put actually at the end of it. That's so condescending. I apologize. Um, but it <laughs> was, uh, but I mean, yeah, I know. Right. I, I, um, no, what I mean more is, um, she, uh, I, to me, the, the bringing the light right back is a callback to her earlier song, but it's also like just saying that, like, I think it's almost her flipping her, like saying that she's the light for another person um like she's hmm. bringing that back to you know if the, if that whoever she's singing to is very down or not feeling great she she's bringing the light right back she, she yeah yeah source, she is you know? the light but That's also that she to what you're saying, isn't but... leaving it with them like some right. you know there's some relationships where you give so much that you're like i'll give all of me and lose myself and she's kind of like the i think it's like the best relationships are the ones where you carry your light with you in mm -hmm. and out but it's with you when you're not with them and they have their own light that they bring to you and it's that's with them when you're not with so it's like this feeling where you don't miss each other because you feel trapped but you love coming together because it's like you feel the energy and i think that's yeah. like shows her ev evolution of uh, healthy relationships yeah oh, and I like the oh sorry go ahead oh no no you go mel sorry okay i was just gonna say um yeah i feel like it was like the evolution of like I'm the kind of like you were saying this earlier, like I'm the reason this is fun <laughs> and I'll be taking that with me regardless of what happens here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that it actually ties into the next lyric perfectly. I was going to put these together originally, even though they didn't, um, even mm. though they're not said back to back, because I think they're good companion pieces. She says, I'm the only for sure. Um, mm. And the, it's a simple lyric, but I, I, I actually like it. I think I'm the only for sure is a, fucking great like thing to say to a person <laughs> you're romantically involved with um but i think it it says here uh this lyric could be an updated answer to her song only one very underrated song by her uh where oh she God. expresses how unbelievable it is for her to be the or, or um the only one in her love interest life contrasting to west side in which she shows herself as a more empowered version of that which i agree with because mm, yeah um which i agree i think that's a very empowering um statement uh i mean depending on where someone is in their life they could be saying that out of desperation i suppose but in the case of this song i do think she's saying it very confidently and and like almost like the closest thing lyrics can come to actually yeah. grabbing a person in a, yeah. in a loving way you know what i mean because the next lyric is oh babe you know it's yeah. not baby it's babe which i yeah. know it is. yeah there's, there's an empowered like sort of control in that yeah 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 uh, Teresa, what's the next lyric? Um, this one says, show up now if you're down to roll up. Ariana <laughs> it's a cute little is, rhyme. It's cute. Ariana <laughs> is asking her lover to show his dedication to their relationship by showing up, both physically and metaphorically. It connects to a repeated line on 630. Are you down? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. She's got car imagery in her deluxe test drive too. But, she, you know, I think I, I love that. If you're going to tie that to the metaphysical, it's like this idea of going places, but 
you're not going anywhere because you are always there. And I love that dichotomy of like, you can travel because you want the experience and to expand your mind. Like nobody's saying stay in one place. But also if you go places, you're not gonna escape you. You're not gonna find you. Like the only way to find yourself and like self-actualize is to look within. Mm -hmm. Then you can travel and drive and show up and roll up and have fun. Um, so I love that it doesn't feel like she's running away from something. Like the feeling when you, you know, go to a hookup on the West side because you feel like you're like going closer to your heart. Like that's, I don't get any of that here. I get it. She's like, I'm bringing my heart. I'm bringing my light. This is gonna be fun. Like, I love that she's like carrying all of her with her, you know? Yeah, okay. absolutely. And I think that like, uh, well, because also we talked about this on a previous episode. It feels like she's one of the only pop stars that kind of does allow for like a, a genuine positivity and negativity to kind of like, like, Mm. go work together almost like the 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 synergy of them whereas you yeah. know she she doesn't consistently focus on repeating the same narrative or um you know it's it's like she talks about the things she needs to talk about and then she moves on whereas like other pop stars often will kind of focus on the same thing over and over and maybe it's because they still have to work through their shit but yeah. i think at a certain point even like and people who have friends like this can speak to it too if they keep going on about the same th relationship or whatever it is the same thing even that to Guilty a person can charged. be it, it, <laughs> i think we we all have been i yeah. both I've, of you have been on that end of me going on about the same like as too many phases of my life so. And vice versa, and Eli, like I'm sure one day. No, I, I, I mean I have friends who I had one friend who did years ago, pull me aside about that I was going on about something, and he's like he's like he's like you gotta figure this out, man. He's like either either, either keep going or or stop. Like he's like well you, either way you need to like and That's I needed to friend. hear that though it was it was it's a very good friend because yeah. he's like he's That's like a hard just, conversation. It is because he told me, he's like, I don't want you to mistake this for me saying I'm tired of hearing this shit. Don't get me wrong. It is repetitive. He's like, but don't mistake that for like you repeating this. Just you don't need to put yourself through that. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, a good way to frame it because it, I'm sure it is annoying to that person as well. But the fact that he was able to put it that way, I think, was very nice. Um, yeah. Okay, so the next one is um, I don't want it if it ain't your touch is the lyric. I love all of these are just quick little one liners. But yeah. um uh, I don't want it if it ain't your touch could be seen as a callback to another song where she talks about how much she needs her partner and if the song is needy one of my favorite Ariana songs um, she says but what you can trust is that I need your touch um, apparently also this alludes to Mac Miller's song right where he says don't want to feel a single thing if it ain't your touch um, I mean it could be a play on that but I think um, I think it's just I, I think that's too the lyrics aren't specific enough to to yeah. me to be yeah. a callback to that. Um, yeah, it's kind I of just a think, general sort of like yes, uh, coded rhyme, like the way you like. There's some '90s like "Baby, be true, I love you." Right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then we got the last one here, Teresa. You wanna you wanna send off the the lyric portion? Uh, sure. You. Is she says, you ain't got to bring no stuff. We got all we need right here. This line is a callback to her song, R.E.M., from her 2018 album, Sweetener, which was written for Beyonce, uh, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. We can leave right now, boy. You don't need a duffel. Where Ariana asked them to stay or come away with her, bringing themselves and only themselves. Oh, I love that there's an, that's a, they didn't assign a gender to this partner. Yeah. Everything else is extra. Yeah um yeah i love that i mean it's 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 a sweet song i'm liking the song yeah. more the more we dissect it because i think sonically it just doesn't hit me as hard but i like right. 
yeah. knowing where she is when she wrote this. It's like, oh, she was content, so that's why I don't hear any sadness in it. You know, I'm like, yeah, oh, I, I tend felt... to respond to sadness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't like it. Didn't grab me in. Yeah. The song. Yeah. But same as you're saying, the more that we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, this is a very content person, like ha- having a relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's that's actually. Yeah. Like it's interesting uh, how quietly powerful that is when you really think. Yeah. About it. Now that yeah, I think true. about it, you know, normally you could read a song like this as being um, just filler. Like that's what a lot of people mm. would describe a song that, like, say on an album where you're not as connected to the material, but you like a lot of the songs. Mm. Maybe just they're just good like bops, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or good club songs. And then there's stuff in between that just really you're like, no, I want nothing to do with this. I'll just skip over it. Mm-hmm. What? In this case, it's almost the opposite because of how um, how many things she's kind of overcame in those few years that she um, to to make something like this that's almost like quietly powerful. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's like um, the last thirty minutes of a Lord's Lord of the Rings movie or something, where you're like, I don't need this, but I watched so much, I want to see them happy and go back to the Shire. You know, you're like, and you know, it's like that. Yeah. I really came here for the journey, but you're like, but give her like let her have her little happy speech at the end because like yeah she did it yeah. she did the damn thing like, you know yeah she went through it and now she's yeah. here and yeah like I love the d- descriptor of it as quietly um powerful and like confident because mm-hmm. most songs I feel that I listen to they're very like emotionally charged one way or the other right yeah. there's never anything that's just like here I am being happy and that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So hard to do. It is. It really yeah. is. Well, I think because now everything has to have such a an extreme like mm. a, a, everything that you see on in any form of media that you consume, it's kind of ironic like it's supposed to all uh, all of it's sold as like very powerful or very moving and but realistically all of it's being consumed so quickly that uh, I don't think anyone really stops to appreciate that. And I'm speaking as much to myself as I am to the bigger picture about that but i think yeah. because if you really look at how much things are being marketed as content now even songs um uh, yeah it's it's terrible but at the same time uh i think that's why that's why i like doing this podcast for that reason because it, it adds that to, to to a song that i probably wouldn't think twice about if i wasn't yeah. doing this kind of yeah. dissection well so, it's like what you said eli i think on an earlier pod about how a lot of artists end up um at first, it starts by that they're processing their trauma, but then it f- starts to feel like they're exploiting their trauma. Like that's the only narrative they can tell. Like yeah. I'll give the example of someone's music who I like, but Taylor Swift, who literally is now re-releasing yeah. her own songs, which is I, I like the message <laughs> like, of that because she's taking it back. But there is a feeling of like you know you've got the skills, just release another album. Right. So it's like there's a feeling of like repeating the trauma as a way to be like this is who I am. Don't forget I went through this. Whereas yeah. Ariana, I feel like is like. That was there, but she's selling herself. She's like, you guys like me. Great. I, I like that you connect to the trauma, but I'm going to keep growing. And hopefully yeah. you still like where I go when I grow up. But if you don't, like, that's on you, not me. You and know? Like- yeah, it's it's hard to look at, like, pop stars or or any celebrity who's, like, a millionaire and tries to be a martyr. Because I, I, I think you can't be a millionaire and a martyr. Sorry, it's not. You're no. one, one Brittany, M or the yeah, other. We all feel for yeah. Britney. We do. So That's different. That's entirely right different. Yeah. 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 A big yeah. disclaimer there. I, and I think people listening. And being abused. Yeah. I think sure, people yeah. listening can can understand the difference. And if they, but if yeah, they can't. Yeah, Taylor that, has that autonomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not only does she have autonomy, but it's like, it's like, 
Um, you know, she's also still the most successful artist after all of that. She it's not broke like Carly Claus's heart. Okay, we all know the like, truth. It's not like that left her destitute or even close to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are you on TikTok? Like, There's like a sometimes... TikTok that's like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I was just going to say like, I don't know, working in like creative fields, like sometimes mm -hmm. I've tried to reuse stuff that's like old, but I know it works. And, mm. but I'm like, I feel so, I don't feel good about it. You know, I don't yeah. feel like I'm growing and I don't think like what I'm putting on display is genuine to like where I am at in life. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, you can, you you know, can adapt yeah. it, but I, I totally yeah, know what you mean because I, I have, so. yeah. Or make it into something about, like, different or like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, kind of like tell the same. Like a, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think I, I got cut. Off. Oh, I, I heard you delayed. Sorry. So I spoke over you. My bad. Oh, no, no, no. Go for it. I'm good. That was all I wanted to say. Well, I was going to add on to yours and say that like in stand up, there, um, you know, like I, I tend to write a lot about my relationships as they go. But uh, wait, what did you say? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, I got I uh, no, sorry. Um, let me do that again. Okay. In stand-up, I do a lot of jokes about my personal life, but I've found like there is actual like literal information that gets transferred in your emotions. So when I'm doing yeah. a joke and it's like, it's not good to do it before you've actually processed, but there's that sweet spot when you still have the emotions, but you're far away enough to, to like make a joke. And then I found like when I'm totally beyond that, like I can't even do it with the same oomph. Like it won't get the yeah. same response because I think it doesn't carry the emotional weight. But right. sometimes I have fun one-liners. So then those are like the little, you know, fruits you can glean from the sort of longer stories about, yeah. you know, her and cheating and whatever. And then you can slip that in when you're telling the story. Cause you'd be like, oh, I think, wow. you know, one time I had this happen, but you just gloss over it. I, I, yeah. I think in regards to music, I think that's what B-sides are for. Like when, when B-sides yeah, come out, yeah. it is uh -huh. kind of being like, here, here's the stuff that, it, I mean, and some of it, like I said, mm. like Carly Rae Jepsen made a whole fucking career out of it. She literally puts out emotion, emotion side b dedicated dedicated side b and these are not <laughs> eps these are full fucking albums and yeah. most of them are they're both very good i thought emotion side b actually is a little legitimately great collection of songs dedicated side b not as much but the point is that like the <laughs> fact that someone's that prolific and not only that can it's still even on the if that's their kind of like b material you right. still can see the talent kind of going through yeah, on that totally. but you're like oh, okay yeah that makes sense that's like a good way of qualifying that that yeah. those kinds of things um, yeah i like and that so uh yeah and then also yeah actually no that's it that's all i was gonna say so <laughs> <laughs> um all that being said um so at what we do mel at the end of every episode is we rate the songs on a scale of one to five in this case uh, one out of five um, nasties. Mm. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah. What should and, we say? Well, we've been first season. It was always high ponytails, but now we've been adapting to the song. Um, oh, oh wait, wait, the, wait! I, the, I, oh. I, I got it. I got it. For West Side, it should be one out of five constellations. Ooh. And for nasty, it should be one out of five. This bitch gonna make me. <laughs> Love it. All right. Love it. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Um, for nasty, I think I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Three, this bitch gonna make me, because mm -hmm. I initially just liked liked the feeling that I like had, like mm -hmm. I would listen to it on repeat kind of thing. And then for West Side, wait, do I do them both at once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then for West Side, I'd say the first time I listened to it, I would have given it a one constellation <laughs> but 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 just i just like would have no reason to go back to it i feel yeah. sort of 
Um, That's how I feel about the actual West Side in LA too. So. Dang. You can't wait to yeah. go more than a block. Um, I think I would give it like 2.5. No, I think I would now give it four constellation. Ooh, okay. Just Ooh. because I really like um, just a song about being content. Like, I don't know any other songs just about. It makes you want to go back and listen to it now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah sure. exactly. Sure. Um, all right. I would give it, um, those are, those are good numbers. I, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I would give, um, nasty three as well. Three, this bitch gonna make me. And then, um, West side, I, you know, I still, I think I got to listen to it again, but I'm going to give it three and a half constellations. Um, because I, I was originally kind of in that same boat. I think it was for me, it would have been like a, 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 a week three originally. And then, so it, it goes up half a constellation right now. Um, I, but I have a feeling if I listen to it enough, it will jump to four. But I can't fully. Not yet. Yeah. My gut you won't be in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be in the present. Well, I'm just going to totally shatter that because I'm still going to give them lower than your guys' but higher than original. So nasty, I'm giving two. Uh, bitch, go make me. <laughs> and I think I wanted to give it one before, so now I'm like, all right, fine. I'm happy that she's happy. Um, Westside, I'm gonna give um, two and a half. What was the constellations? Because I do like the light comparison. I like the constellation, and I like it in the narrative of her self actualization. So. Yeah. All of that saying that originally it was going to be lo- lower, um, but still, when I think about the other songs on this album and in relation to how they make me feel, I can't give this a higher rating, but I'm very happy for her. It's like some of the poems you leave in your iPhone notes and you don't share, you know, and it's good that they're there. That's how I feel about this. Like, I'm like, I'm happy. Okay, and I like that's... it a little bit more now. I like it more, okay, good, but good. it's still not a three. That's still that's still totally fair. I I mean I'm I don't think I I don't think she's made a song that's a true one yet. I have yet to. I, I would say the closest we got to that Blaze was stuff on Bla- yeah Blaze, but <sighs> but even then it's still. I mean yeah I I did listen to yeah. that song recently. I think we talked about it already, but I was just like wow this song's way like, worse what? than I remember. Um, well, all that being said, Mel, thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This was like such a bright spot of my week, so I Yay. really appreciate it. it was really Mel, fun. where where can people follow you? Watch your comedy. You've got um, so much stuff online. The best place to follow me, I think, is Mel from TikTok. Yes, right oh my now. God, yeah. are I love your TikToks. You, you're blowing can't wait up. to follow. Thank you, thank you. I can't wait to follow back. And you can. <laughs> that's very, that's very good. That's very LA. Uh-huh. Like, I'll follow. I can't uh-huh. wait to follow you back. <laughs> Because I would totally say the same thing if it was flipped around. Oh, um, my God. Well, uh, uh, and you can follow us on Pod is a Woman, two S's on Instagram. And I'm at Eli Olsberg. And Teresa. I'm at Larissa T. And I guess I'll drop my TikTok. It's at, oh, it's also at Larissa T. Wait. Mine's also at Eli I Olsberg. Think it is. I have one I'm TikTok. Like, I hope it is. <laughs> I have one I TikTok know. that I'm very proud of on there. Um, and I, I've decided I will make more. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.